Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. You're listening to the Visibly Fit Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy Pett. And every week, I'll give you holistic, practical solutions for everyday issues related to nutrition, healing, functional fitness, and behavior modifications. As a naturopath, fitness expert, and wellness coach for over 20 years, my goal is to empower you to reach for greater health and to rise up to your next level of living in mind, body, and spirit. You were created with greatness in mind. It's time to own it. Are you with me? Then let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to this episode of Visibly Fit. I'm your host, Wendy Pett, and today is all about exercise. That's right, exercise, and we're going to be talking about the seven attributes of dynamic functional fitness. What does that mean? Let's dive right in, because functional fitness has been tossed around a lot is that term of, yeah, I got to have functional fitness. My functional definition of functional fitness is being able to, I don't know, like hold a baby in one hand and a bag of groceries in the other or rough house with your kid or your grandkid and not feel like you have aches and pains in your back after tumbling around and rough housing with them. It's a million and one things on a daily basis that require suppleness of joints and flexibility of muscle tissue that keep your body strong and pain-free. That is my definition of functional fitness. Seriously, it is the quality or state of being fit or suitable and well adapted to be correctly shaped or adjusted to and conditioned for doing something. So whatever it is that you typically do on a day-to-day basis, you want to make sure your body is conditioned to do so, to have functional fitness. And yes, that's even going to the grocery store and carrying your own bags to the car and bringing them inside on your own and feeling strong and able, right? Feeling able, that's functional fitness. But there are seven attributes that I really like to break down of dynamic functional fitness. And that's strength, flexibility, endurance, speed, balance, coordination, and oh yes, don't forget aesthetics how you look. And so these are um, not listed out in any kind of certain order, but I want to break these down a little bit. And we're going to dive right into strength because I think so many women are afraid to be strong and yet they want to be strong, but they're afraid to be strong because they don't want to look muscle bound or like a guy. Well, trust me, you're not, you're not going to, unless you're taking steroids or something crazy. If you're doing the right kind of exercises and you're just taking care of your body. You're not going to get muscle bound. You're just not. Uh, We don't have that kind of testosterone uh, in our bodies, but it's important that we have strength. Like I said, mentioning, like I mentioned before, holding a baby in an arm, that's functional fitness. 
And man, after a while, your arm gets pretty sore. You have to shift that baby over to the other hip, right? <laughs> because wow, that 20 pounds, 30 pounds, 40 pounds, whatever that kid weighs starts to really weigh on you. And so you want to have that functional fitness so that you can live the life that you want to, but also having strength required for, let's talk like self-defense purposes. That is massive right now. Like we need to be able to hold our own. And if you are, are weak and timid and, and not standing up straight and tall, and you don't feel strong and confident, guess what? Those are what perpetrators are looking for. They're looking for someone who looks weak and frail. So we want to be strong. And again, not muscle bound, not whatever, if that's what you have in your mind, but strong in the bodies that we were given because we all are made in different shapes and sizes, but it's important that we are strong. So what does that look like for you? And how are you going about getting strong? And Strong is a multitude of things, not just strong in our body, but strong in your mind, strong in your spirit, but we have to have strength. We have to have a resolve to, to take the time to get strong as well. Plan out that time on your calendar because you are your most important appointment. So getting strong is so important. And with visibly fit, I have tons of exercises that will get you strong without making you feel all bulked up. And again, we're not going to get that way because we don't have the same levels of testosterone that a man does. But if that's your fear, let it go, get over that. You just need to be strong so you can have a good functional fitness. So if you are looking for some simple exercises, go to wendypet.com and uh, they're right there on homepage there. You can put in your name and information. I'll send them to you, but that's important. But flexibility, that's another thing that's really important because Individual flexibility depends on many factors, including joint structure and ligaments and tendons and muscles, skin, fat, tissue, body temperature, gender, age, all that plays a big role with your flexibility. Now, some of my girlfriends in my dance class, I haven't been too lately, I must say, <laughs> but I still dance and whether it's around the house or when I'm out and about. With my husband, we will dance or attempt to, should I say, <laughs> if he's listening to this, he'll laugh. But in my dance class, when I used to go to my dance class, these girls are, some of them are as flexible as like rubber bands. Seriously, they, they don't even have to practice. They're just stretchy. They're like, they're like, I don't know, Gumby. <laughs> and I believe that some genetics does play a role in that. And that is a huge factor of the way that your muscles were built and how pliable your tissue is. But muscular flexibility is one of those important things that you have, most people have to practice. And it's a good assessment, actually, to find out your overall health and, and, and quality of life is to understand how flexible you are. So it's a good way to measure um, your functional fitness. Now, I have I feel fortunate actually, because I've stayed fairly flexible over the years because flexibility has allowed me to dance, like I mentioned, or golf and, and do other activities with just my fitness here with visibly fit, but it allows me to do that functional fitness stuff and go out and be spontaneous and go water skiing or snow skiing or, or whatever. I am grateful that I am pretty flexible, but I have to practice at it. I really do. Because if you don't use it, you lose it. 
for most people. That really is true. Without stretching and flexibility, the connective tissue of the muscle actually becomes weak. That's right. So those of you that are skipping the stretch, stop it. You must stretch before, stretch after, do both. There's really not a, some people have thoughts around it. I'm do what's best for you. I, depending on what activity I'm doing, I'll stretch before or I'll stretch after. I don't really have a full like rule of thumb here on that. I want you to go with what feels best for you. I typically always stretch after for me because it just feels better. But depending on the activity, I don't know if I'm going to play tennis or something. I stretch before. If I'm going to go running, I'll stretch a little bit before. But that weakness of the connective tissue of the muscle, that weakness actually increases the potential for damage when situations suddenly happen. Like for instance, I'm in Minnesota and say I'm outside and I'm shoveling snow and it's winter. Yeah, not summer, but winter and you're shoveling snow and there's some ice under the snow. I'm telling you, you got to have flexibility, got to have balance, coordination. We're going to talk about those in a minute, but that flexibility is important so you don't get injured. And so we want to talk a little bit more about that, but why stretching both before and after a workout can really prevent that injury. And so why after the workout, after you've fatigued your muscles through workout, through that workout, your muscles retain that quote unquote pump and they're shortened, they're shortened uh, somewhat. So this shortening is mainly due to the repetition of intense muscle activity. And that often only takes place. It takes, it takes place when the muscle has gone through a part of and move through its full range of motion. Now that pumped muscle is also full of lots of lactic acid and other byproducts from the exhaust overuse and exercise. So that muscle needs to be stretched afterward. It really does. And I know most of you feel that when you've done some massive activity, you're like, Oh, I really need to stretch this out. Cause you just feel that your, your muscle has shortened. You feel that lactic acid and you need to, to stretch it. So it will retain this decreased range of motion as it forgets to make itself as long as it can be. So stretching helps to remind the muscle, not that it really needs reminding, but it helps to remind it that it's all about lengthening and shortening, lengthening and shortening and stretching removes that lactic acid. It reduces the tightness of the muscles and it really helps to elongate them again. So that's what we want. If you're after that long lead look, then you've got to stretch. You really do. It's so important. So if you do say Pilates, Pilates is a great workout. Visibly fit is a great workout that allows for the stretching to elongate those muscles. Now, if you're working on increasing or maintaining flexibility, it's going to be really important to take your muscles and joints through their full range of motion. And I'm talking like, basically when you get to the point of wanting to cry out uncle, Oh, that hurts. <laughs> That's where you need to go. And you need to hold that stretch for, I don't know, 10 to 20 seconds. That's a good time frame. without balancing. You want to have a static stretch. Okay. But before you do it, you will feel like you can kick up to the stars. Really not quite, but maybe the more you practice that stretching, but you will become more uh, elongated and it will feel so much better. And there was actually a group of dancers and they're called the 60 carrots. And they have danced all over the country, actually. And the average age of those dancers 
78 years old. That's right. And they are so flexible at that age. And I just love to watch the move. And I'm like, oh my goodness, watch out rockets. <laughs> Here come the 60 carats. But it's so fun to see these older Okay. I'll just say more mature, more mature ladies have such great flexibility. So you can have it too. Yes, you can. No matter what your age is, as long as you practice, you can start to elongate those muscles and stretch, stretch and flex, and it will help to eliminate injury. It really will. It really will. So let's go to the next one. And I want to talk about this, the third attribute of dynamic functional fitness, and that's endurance. Now, Endurance is the time span between when you begin a physical activity and then terminate that activity because of exhaustion. But when you're just like, and you're just panting, you're breathing so hard and you, you like that, I sound like a dog, <laughs> but you're panting, you're so exhausted. I don't think that that's what I do. Do you do that? I don't know why I just panted like a dog, but hey, <laughs> maybe that makes you laugh. That's why I did that. Yes. So but when you get to that exhaustion place, you just can't push it anymore and you just can't do that activity, then that's when you're measuring your endurance, right? Whether it's chasing your kid at the park or walking to the store, or waxing your car, or climbing a few flights of stairs, whatever your activity is, they all require some form of endurance. They really do. It doesn't have to just be exercise related. Just doing functional fitness is something that you're going to need endurance with washing windows, vacuuming, all the things you need endurance, but like anything else, you must train yourself and work your way to increased endurance. So you can improve your lung capacity. Cause that's really what it's about and build your heart muscles to make fatigue, a distant distraction by how, well, you got to coach your body. You got to be pushed a little bit more with each endurance activity that you perform. Yeah, that's right. You got to push yourself. You can't just stay in that comfort zone and just say, oh, this is how I do it. And this is the pace I go and just lollygag and, and always do it that way because you won't get better. You won't increase your endurance. And even if it involves a simple chore or errand, like I was talking about before, washing windows or waxing your car, you can become slightly exhausted performing that. And the more you uh, can guide your body to respond differently over time, you'll gain endurance, even within that functional daily activity, truly. Now, trained endurance allows long distance runners and swimmers and dancers and many other athletes to conserve their energy. That's right. Over a long period of time and only use it like on a steady schedule, depending on the activity. Like I think of long distance runners or ultra marathoners or triathletes that do ultras. They have to really manage and manage their energy so they don't expend it all in the beginning of the race. So it's real important. And again, for functional fitness, it still applies. We want to get better. We want to become more rapid within our chores, I guess. We want to get it done quickly and more efficiently and effectively. And that comes with gaining more endurance. So that's something that we want to talk about there is one of the dynamic attributes to, to functional fitness. The next one is speed. Speed conditioning allows any of us, whether you're an athlete or not, but I'm going to say athlete to move his or her body more rapidly. Okay. Speed is important. Now, many sports and activities that require speed training or for maximum execution, they train for that speed, right? 
to move faster, you need to continue to build strong conditioned muscles. Now, shortly after I first started doing visibly fit over 20 years ago, I noticed that my sprints that I, cause I like to sprint down the, the street and I'll time them, but I would occasionally, I would just add on my runs, I don't know, 10 seconds, 20 seconds. And you know what? My, my sprints got longer not just because I added the time to it, but they got um, longer in the sense of I could do them more easily. And they, and I was able to just run longer distance and it felt better and my speed increased. And I would always kind of challenge myself every time I'd go out for a run and it got easier and easier. And so it's really fun to challenge yourself to do some speed challenges. I don't care if you're doing like side to side skaters, if you're doing some high intensity exercises or burpees, come on, you love burpees. I know you do. (laughs) I love burpees, but yeah, anything that you're doing that's high intensity, you can always challenge yourself and do a speed drill with it. And it's a lot of fun and you will get better over time, but it's nice to know that thanks to your speed conditioning, that you could escape a, a bad situation. If you're ever faced with one, think about that as a woman, we were talking about self-defense earlier. It's nice to know that, Hey, I'm getting faster. I've got more speed. I've got more endurance. So it's good. You're able to respond with a, a fast action and it's almost like a reflex and you've got more maximum speed than you did before, but you only get that when you practice. So it's real important to be aware of your limits and really push yourself according to your body's responses because a Speed training and conditioning is where you and any athlete ends up getting better, right? But you got to pay attention to your body because you don't want to pull or tear muscles either. So you got to listen to your body, but you also got to push yourself to the edge so that you can get faster. And that goes along with that endurance. You can do more and you also gain speed. Now, what about as we age and we need our balance a little bit more. Now, we all need our balance, but as we age, we definitely need to maintain that balance, should I say, because I've danced most of my life, whether I, I mentioned in, in a class or I used to teach dance or just around the house here today, but balance is so important. It's at the heart of, of becoming a successful dancer. You've got to have balance. You could have strength and all the speed in the world, but without balance, you would be a pretty awkward dancer. It would be a disaster. So you need balance, not just in being a dancer, but also in everything you do. And not only at the athletic level, because let's face it, balance allows you to accomplish most things easier. We, I think, tend to take things for granted that balance is a built-in phenomenon. Like, oh, I'll just balance and I'll, I'll, it'll be fine. But rarely when you put strength training in our minds, we think that that just comes easy. You just lift some weights and you're strong. Well, what about, you know, balance? You just walk one foot in front of the other and you're, you've got your balance down. No, no problem. No, you got to practice with everything. You actually have to just really visualize balance, believe it or not. And you can even meditate in balancing positions, which is fantastic. You, You may not always be able to close your eyes in that balance position because it might get you center to make you fall out of that position, but you can pray and meditate in that balanced position. And it is an incredible opportunity to 
strengthen not just your balance skills with your body, but also your mental balance. Highly recommend that. And maybe it's even something simple, as simple as laying on your back and doing a balance bridge, right? That's not a a tough balance at all. That's a pretty simple balance, but maybe it's just that, or maybe it's standing on one foot and you have the other leg bent and it's up by your, by your quadricep and you're just holding that pose. I think they, I think in yoga, I don't really do yoga, but I think they maybe call that tree pose or something. So if you're just holding that pose, balancing yourself on one leg, then there's great power in that. I have an exercise in, in one of my visibly, it's one of my visibly fit exercises and you actually are on one leg and well, you squat down and then you shift your weight on one leg and then you kick the other leg out like a karate kick out. And it's all very slow and controlled. I am talking major balance that you're doing there. You are working really hard. You're working those small muscle fibers that are, are really activated to make sure that you're balanced and you're working your entire body when you're working balance, because your core has to be engaged and you need to be upright and tall and everything is working as one unit. And that's what I love about working with balance. And I think that that's why obviously dancers are um, so good at balance and gymnasts because they're, they're having to use their entire body to do a certain move. Now, what about coordination? I hear so many people say, I'm, I'm just not coordinated. You can be. Yes, you can. You can be coordinated. But one of the most important factors that we will that will determine whether an athlete is successful or whether you are successful with your everyday functional fitness is the amount of coordination that you possess. Now, the more coordinated you are, the better you will perform during any kind of of athletic feat that you are trying to accomplish, whether it's a race, whether it's a dance, whether it's, we were talking gymnastics or whatever it is, rollerblading, swimming, whatever it is, you got to be coordinated. So you will notice coordination early in your stages of life. And, that, and that's where I think people are like, Ooh, I am either coordinated or, or I'm not, but I promise the more you practice, the more you can become coordinated because a child will actually show how skilled they are and how coordinated they coordinated it. Well, I'm having a hard time with that word coordinated <laughs> one more time, coordinated. How about that? Coordination. Yes. <laughs> a child will show coordination as a baby when they like hold a rattle or when they roll over. What about when they crawl and walk and run and play? Just by watching, you can almost determine if that child will be a natural athlete or not. That's true. Yeah, you are gifted with that skill of coordination in the beginning, but it doesn't mean that you can't be coordinated now. You just have to practice a little bit more. Everyone can do it with the right training and the right frame of mind. That's right. Now, what about aesthetics? That is really why most people are looking to exercise, do a certain activity is because the bottom line is that most people want to look good. Aesthetics refers to how your body looks and how you feel about the way it looks. So as a motivational tool, the power of aesthetics is absolutely amazing. We want to look in the mirror and feel good about what we see. And when we don't, we tend to skip looking in the mirror altogether. Or I have some clients and I'm, I'm going to get really real here, but they say, I just want to make love to my husband, but 
I don't want to have the lights on and he wants the lights on. And so that's one of those things that it really affects you as a, as a married couple, not just an individual, but your self-esteem, it affects you if you are not feeling good in your own skin. And because we're, we are kidding ourselves. If we try to dismiss the role that perceived beauty has upon our self-image, seriously, we want to look in that mirror and feel good about the person we are. And yes, we need to look in the mirror with God lenses, right? To see our inner beauty and who we are and who we, that we are created in his image. Absolutely. But we also want to see ourselves as not just fearfully and wonderfully made that we know that we are, but we want to like the reflection that's looking back at us in the mirror, right? So that takes work. That takes taking action. And it doesn't mean perfection. None of us will be perfect. Forget that. You might as well hang that up. <laughs> We're not going to be perfect because perfection does not exist. All right. What you get to do is you get to be the best that you can be. And that all is, it takes progression over time. It means working in these different areas of dynamic, these attributes of, of dynamic functional fitness with the balance, with the coordination, with the strength, with the flexibility, all of those things get you to the place where your aesthetics are pleasing. You may not be in a place where you care. How about that? You may be in a place where you're not in the best shape or whatever. And you look in the mirror and you're like, yeah, hey, I'm cool with it. I like what I see. You know what? Then that's okay. You like what it's all good. But you also got to think about if you were to turn your body inside out and see how your body is operating at the cellular level and to see how your organs are being strained because of you not being in your best health, then that might have you look at yourself differently in the mirror and want to take different action. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't love where you are and be okay with where you are so that you can move forward and become better. Absolutely. Yes. But to stay there and say, ah, oh, this is just how I am. I was born big boned. I was whatever excuse or thoughts that go through your head or whatever. Just know that if you are really not in your healthiest, best self. And I don't mean, again, I don't mean perfection. I'm talking health, healthy, then you got to be authentic and you have to be raw and real with yourself and have a come to Jesus meeting with yourself and, and really take ownership of what's going on and then take action. Because if you're looking in the mirror and you're really not in a great place health-wise, your health is affecting others, whether you realize it or not. You are creating a ripple effect, not so healthy uh, habits around the people in your proximity, whether it's your family, your friends, your coworkers, it really does um, leave an imprint. So I just want you to consider that. So that's that. But aesthetics are important and they usually are a driving force to getting us to, to take action. It seems very vain, but yes, it's true. It is a motivator and it's. Hey, a lot of people are like, I, I have a, a wedding and X amount of days I want to fit in my wedding dress, or I'm going to be in a wedding and I want to look good in that wedding, or I am going on vacation and I want to get into a bikini, or I want to get into a pair of skinny jeans or whatever it is. Sometimes those things can be massive uh, motivators, but 
They are not long-term motivators. You've got to stick with a really deep why, a deep why of why you want to be aesthetically pleasing. And that deeper why is so that you can be around for a long time for your family. We don't know the number of our days. I understand that, but doing all that we can as individuals to take ownership and to our body as the gift that is it, that it is, and to take ownership and to know that, okay, aesthetically, I, I want to be pleasing to myself and to others, but that why has to be so massive. Like, again, I want to be healthy and well for my kids. I want to be around for my grandkids. I want to be able to get on the floor and play with them or whatever it is without aches and pains. I don't want to be on medication. I don't want to be at risk for heart disease, all the things that's got to be your why. And that's got to carry you through. Hopefully that is helpful as we talk through these seven attributes of dynamic functional fitness. And hopefully you learned a couple things here, but it is fun to see what motivates some people and what doesn't motivate others. It's an interesting phenomenon in my mind. I'll see some people and they just really don't care. And that is something to address in a whole, it's a whole other show, right? Because you got to ask the question, well, why don't you care? Why don't you care about the gift that you were given this body that houses the, the Holy spirit? What is it? Is it more of a spiritual issue? And that's something to ask yourself. Do I feel disconnected from my creator? Do I feel like I'm not worthy of taking care of myself or have I been traumatized in some way that you're trying to hide behind an unhealthy body? So there's so many different factors there. So this is this episode on Visibly Fit. I hope you learned a little bit of something, especially about the seven um, attributes of dynamic functional fitness, because all seven of those are key to having a life of longevity and vitality. And they're all very important. So let's carve out our days, carve out our weeks so that we can insert ourselves into our calendar. So that's why I encourage you to do because you are your most important appointment. All right. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of visibly fit. We will catch you next time. I've got a great um, episode next week. You do not want to miss it. Dr. Ben Lerner will be on the show and he's got some great things to share with you. So tune in and share this podcast with those that you know and that can benefit greatly. All right. But thanks for tuning in. Appreciate your time. And I always just this intimate time with you. Thanks for caring enough about yourself to listen. And hopefully you will be implementing as well. All right. Make it a visibly fit day. We'll catch you next time. Well, that's a wrap for today's show. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love spending this time with you. To learn more and get more free resources, just head on over to wendypet.com. And thank you in advance for sharing this episode and this podcast, following and subscribing, not only to this podcast, but finding me on social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you are, I'm probably there too. Until next week in our next podcast time together, make it a visibly fit day.